Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss, that you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island. I want to remind you all that Mela is money, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In the Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw content. Uh, we're also available in the podcast realm, wherever fine audio podcasts can be found. Whatever app you're using, it goes a long way to hit that subscribe button next to Going In Raw and then leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It's a free and easy way. Help sports Going In Raw. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's another great way to support Going In Raw. we got a bunch of great new patrons, uh, one of which during uh, our TakeOver reaction stream, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, join the Patreon family. Where are you running off to? Uh, and then we also got a new one. Although I feel like this name is a name I've heard before. Uh, Larson's Black Cat Stepfather. Oh, were we off? I didn't even check the frame before we did that. I just sort of figured I knew what I was doing. Also, uh, David Darkins, Gavin uh, Hancock, and uh, Edward Lopez are all new patrons. Welcome to the family. Thank you very much, everybody. everybody. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wowie wow. What a takeover. War games. War games. That was. Get over here, guys. Oh, I don't get a to, Kyle O'Reilly? Well, traditionally, Fine. you get Adam Cole and I get the two Kyle O'Reilly's on here so they can shoulder. But if you want to trade, I'll trade no. you with Kyle O'Reilly for no, Adam I'm not Cole. Adam Cole. I want Kyle to O'Reilly and Adam Cole. There's another Adam. You want two Adam Coles? There's one down there who's no, the falling off a cliff. I don't think the universe can handle two Adam Coles. We should be so lucky to get two Adam Coles. Mm. Anyways, Adam Cole ate the pin tonight in the main yes. event. However, we'll get to that. And recap. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, in a nutshell, I mean, it's, it's takeover. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they always, they always deliver. I think Takeovers always deliver. If I, if I had any, any complaint, it might have been uh, to give the women's championship match more time. More time. Felt a bit rushed. It was a bit. It was two out of three falls. It immediately began with shenanigans via the the basically the four horsewomen. Yeah. Two of the four horsewomen. Well, in total, three quarters. Yeah. Uh, in total, three quarters of yeah, the horsewomen yeah, yeah. Um, got involved in that, and it was it was an overbook mess, and it was a fairly quick one for being a two out of three falls match. It was what twelve minutes long. I mean, you typically think uh, you know uh, three falls generally happen in best two out of three falls. And they, sometimes, sometimes when they do it, it's like three matches, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, in this case, it was like one very quick two out of three falls yeah, match pretty much. is what it was. Um, that being said, I mean, it was fun. It may, it does make me wonder. We had heard that uh, Shayna Baszler might have busted uh, or uh, injured a, a, her ankle. Yeah. At evolution. Yeah. She was on crutches when exiting the arena. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why this was about an 11-minute match, but who knows? I mean, Evolution was only like three weeks ago. I mm -hmm. And it's funny, coming out of that, we were sort of 
talking about it, and we were thinking that why even you don't really need that match here at Takeover. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, maybe give that to one of the other great feuds that's going on right now yeah. in uh, in NXT. Uh, but it, it was what it was. Um, uh, we we got the the Takeover kind of debut ish of Io Shirai. Yeah, she showed up and, yeah, and helped out that situation. Um, but delivered that, maybe the the most perfect looking moonsault I've ever seen. But we got yeah, but we got three matches that all could contend for match of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, they were all up there. They're all easily five to six potato matches in our books. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they, they were really fantastic. Oh, that, yeah. that show was, was off the hook. I think the match that's, I probably gravitate more towards, I mean, the war games is war games. It was, it was off the hook fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was but all Alistair the place. Black, it? Johnny Gargano. In terms one, of storytelling. Once again, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, you can't say enough about the nope. guy. Nope. Like anytime he touches a match, it's just it's that match was 18 minutes and it never let up. That match was only 18 minutes long. I just swore it was 25. Yeah, it oh never let gosh. up. What they got into that match, the pace was so fast. Zero rest holds. Zero rest holds. No, no rest holds. resting. Yeah. No resting. Tommaso Ciampa was 22 minutes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 22 and a half, roughly. All right. According to Wikipedia. And that was that took like that took a lot longer to get. They did. They probably took the right approach where they did a lot of character stuff before they really got into the meat of that match. Yeah. Because they allowed the crowd after that Gargano Alistair Black classic catch the breath a bit. A bit yeah. Enjoy some of the Velveteen Dreams character work. Same mm-hmm. with Tommaso Ciampa. Give him maybe five seven minutes to 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 you know settle down a bit. Yeah. Kick it into high gear. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for the uh, TakeOver live stream reaction show. We had, like, over a 1,000 people uh, pretty much the entire time watching. So that was fantastic, or at least for the last couple matches watching. Yeah. That was fantastic. Uh, Let's kick things off. We got a match that we sort of didn't expect to get until we knew it was going to happen, but we figured it would be the thing where they do uh, before the actual show starts yeah, for yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. And then they air it in the follow-up episode on this coming Wednesday. Yeah, it had been announced on TV that it was going to happen next Wednesday. Yeah, but uh, Matt Riddle uh, comes to the ring looking amazing He's in got his some, uh, Bruce game. Lee inspired. Was it game of Death? Game of Death inspired ring gear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Although you never know these days if they're inspired by Game of Death or, or Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Yeah. Which was inspired by Game of Death. Um, Fully decked out in bro gear. Oh, he looked great. Man, he looked amazing. Those yeah. tights he had with the uh, NXT in the front with bro in it. Mm-hmm. In the back had like a Budweiser type logo, King yeah. of Bros. Yeah. Um, he comes out, drops a promo. Um, he's really, uh, in the matter of a couple weeks, yeah. like his first promo I thought was, I was kind of concerned that maybe he wouldn't be able to hang on the mic. Yeah. Man, he had that at, that audience the palm he of his really hand. He really did. He really did. I've never, I've never gravitated towards his promos before. Before he hit NXT, mm-hmm. but I mean, I also haven't. I mean, I've seen plenty of Matt Riddle matches. Yeah, but I, I'm not like super familiar with him. And you know, in the independent circuit, when you don't have like proper TV production, it's not. You're never sure how promos are going to translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like an actual TV production. Mm-hmm. But man, it sure did tonight. Yeah. And in front of you know whatever it was fifteen thousand, ten thousand yeah, people, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll play more than that. Yeah, it man, it really translated. Yeah. It was great. Uh, he calls out Cassius Ono. He says, why don't we do it right now, bro? bro. He says, we've got one ring. We've got two rings here. So why don't we do it now, bro? Bro. Cassius Ono comes out. He's got a mic. He's talking crap. Uh, he says, they're going to have to carry you out of here, bro. Yeah. Bell rings. Matt Riddle gives a Ono a running knee match over. <laughs> 
knocks him out. And the cell job by Cassius Ono. He's laying there with his eyes glassed over, just glassed staring at the over. ceiling. There, there's such a, there is such a difference there when somebody sells a move and they're still aware. Because why are you getting pinned if you're aware? His eyes did not. His eyes were open. His eyes did not move. It looked legit. It was great. And, and the whole time Matt Riddle was celebrating, they showed replays of that knee several times. And you see in the background Cassius Ono trying to get up, fall over. Yeah. Try to get up, fall over. And then, like, when Matt Riddle, Devarian, when he's celebrating, like, Cassius Ono's looking at him, and he's, like, loading up an elbow, and then he just falls over. Yeah, he takes, like, half a step, falls over. And then he tweets out what just happened. That was great. <laughs> So good. <laughs> that was so. It was. It was really good. But this is. I mean, this is. This is the opening salvo in what I hope is going to be a good, maybe two or three match. Oh yeah, feud. and they're gonna they're gonna tear the house down when they when they are they have their singles matches. I for sure. cannot. I can. I, I told you this during the stream. There's two feuds that I'm looking forward to. That one for sure. And then whenever they give uh, Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak a match, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that they give. I hope that by the next takeover. We at least get sort of because has he debuted on TV with his new name? He hasn't. I want that to happen because you know I hear the guy is putting on some fantastic mm -hmm. matches um, on the house show mm -hmm. circuit. I want to see that. Same. I want to see that Same. stuff. I want to see top notch put on some top notch Same matches. Here. Same here. Absolutely. After that, we had Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Best two out of three. Uh, falls match uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, Sane came out uh, uh, pretty on fire early on, um, getting the upper hand um, pretty much right out of the gate until ooh, those horsewomen got involved. Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, um, they get out there. They beat up Kyrie Sane, toss her back in the ring. Uh, Shayna puts the clutch on her. She taps out and within a matter of like a minute and a half or two minutes. Shayna Baszler's already up. One nothing. Isn't it funny how far we mentioned this kind of during the stream too? How far uh, Marina Shafir and Roderick Strong have both come as characters since that lovely documentary they did. Oh, there was like super baby faces in that thing. Extra like she was super mom and he was crying about his family and yeah, I love yeah, him so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And now he's exactly. And she's like doling out punishment to Kyrie Sane. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they kept that was the story. They just kept on getting involved. In that kind of stuff, I do. I do wonder if Shayna's ankle, uh, whatever's going on with her ankle, might have factored into that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so after that first fall is in the books, uh, Shayna like pretty much right away sinks in the clutch again. Uh, Kyrie gets to the ropes. Um, Shayna goes for a, a suplex on the apron onto the apron. Kyrie reverses it into a, a nasty looking DDT. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. A spike DDT on the apron. Holy great. crap. That looked amazing. And then she followed that up by taking out both Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. She gets the top rope. Insane elbow on all three of them. On all three of them. She yeah. tosses uh, Shayna back in the ring. Insane elbow on her. Gets the pin. Tied in one apiece. Yep. Um, Kyrie delivers three spears and two uh, back fists to Shayna. Goes to the top rope for another insane elbow. Shannon gets up there, blocks it. They kind of scramble on the top rope a little bit. And then uh, Kyrie hits a sunset flip powerbomb when Shannon was going for like a gut wrench type suplex. Shannon kicks out of two. Um, Sane goes back up for the elbow. Knocked off by the horsewoman. 
Um, outruns Dakota Kai and boots Jessamine Duke right in the face. She, Jessamine Duke, ate that shoe. Yes. She knew what brand it was because of the taste. Yes. Oh she just ate God. that. The thing that I love is that you were putting in your notes when you did it. You heard me mark out for it. And then when they did the replay, you chuckled and said, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> because that was she like. ate a boot. So that happens, but then the, the Shafir and Duke get the upper hand, and then Io Shirai runs out, does the most perfect-looking moonsault I've ever seen. <laughs> it was immaculate. Off the it top was, rope. It was On immaculate. to Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, and Dakota Kai. Um, all the while, Sane is, is selling. Shane is selling. Sane goes to the top rope, goes for the elbow. Shana kind of moves a little bit out of the way, grabs the arm, rolls Kyrie over, gets the pin. Shayna retains, winning two to one. Yeah, uh, hard to know if this if we're gonna know more about this. Maybe at Survivor Series tomorrow, if we get some horsewomen stuff happening, um, or if this is gonna continue with sort of Kyrie's uh, uh, new pseudo faction, pseudo alliances the here friends. with Io and and to get the friends and Dakota Kai, friends. yeah. yeah. Uh, cool that Dakota Kai is kind of pulling double duty. Yeah, she's like the Pete Dunn of uh, of the NXT uh, yeah. and NXT UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of neat. I'm gl- I'm glad that they just didn't sort of okay, we're done with you. Now you're going. That's cool. She's got like a thing going on. Yeah. Um. So that's neat. Uh. Or I wonder if this is maybe um a chance for them to see for management or whoever to see the horse women more as a group and like give them a faction. So that they can sort of be around mm-hmm. as a faction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to feud with them. Here's an idea. I'll mm-hmm. just float this out here. Uh, so Becky and Ronda is going to happen at Mania. Say at main main events, champion versus champion. Mm-hmm. Not not a not a, a, a unification match, but just champion versus champion, like it would have been a Survivor Series. Becky goes over. So Ronda, you know, in UFC, she didn't exactly deal with defeat very well. Oh yeah, sure. You know, that's and they brought that up in their Twitter. Yeah, that's stuff. what I've, that's what I've heard at least. Um, and so she's really tore up about her, her loss. And then who gets called up to Maine after yeah. WrestleMania? Her friend, Shayna Baszler. Her friend. And tries to woo her. Yeah. Say, hey, let me help you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And then you start using that to build towards SummerSlam, Horsewoman versus Horsewoman. Mm-hmm. I want you. Show me. It's Peter Frampton, man. You know I don't like Frampton. <laughs> You were about to say, that's Show a catchy song, though. I'm not asking you to sing any deep cuts in Frampton's milieu. Did he have any deep cuts? No, I think they released every <laughs> song off that double live album as a single. <laughs> do you feel like I do? <laughs> All that talk box guitar. It's too much. Too much. It's way too much. And happier news. X-Pac officially signing with NXT. People were wondering. With manager Dog. (laughs) Larson, who is going to be in the crowd this time for TakeOver? What new, fresh, young signing? I'll tell you who. X-Pac! X-Pac! X-Pac with manager Dog. Companion Dog. Companion Dog. Oh, man, the stress is gone because of Companion Dog. Yes. Dogs are the best thing. They have their own show on Netflix talking about how great they are. Xbox here in NXT, I can't wait to see is, A, you know what, man, all jokes aside, I, I honestly legitimately do not like using the term Xbox Heat anymore. I really don't. That dude was on a one-way path to literal death. Yeah. By his own admission. Yes. He turned it around. He looks great for a guy for what he's been through. Yeah. Um, 
and he's got his own podcast and he still wrestles good yeah. for Xbox. Yeah. That's fantastic. It is That's fantastic. so great. It is fantastic. So for someone who I, I guess I could say pretty safely, safely that neither of us were fans of his. Sure. Yeah. No. Right now, it's it's hard not to root for the guy. It seriously, it's absolutely, hard not to root for it him. really. And it's funny because to see him you, bounce back as well. The, the as he funny has. thing is, like, you go back and like they're totally episodes of, of back in the Attitude Era. Like when he did the stuff with Kane, he was super over. Like yeah, that know. grouping I was know. over. I know. It's just the X Factor stuff, and then he would do this stuff way too much. It was just it was a bit much. Yeah. But like you said, it's hard not to root for the guy now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah, Dragon Reborn here says, "Perfect." That dog relieves the X Pac heat. Yeah, let's not call it X Pac heat anymore. No, I always like the term "go away heat." Yeah, that's just sort of better because yeah. it's what you want. It's a little more general too. More literal, go away. Yeah, it is. <laughs> general and literal at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Not so specific to right. X Pac. Anyways, next match probably my match of the night: Johnny Gargano versus Alistair oh my Black. God. This is got this is Alistair's best match. Easily. It, it is, Hands right? Down. Hands down. Holy crap. So this match went like 18 plus minutes, as you mentioned earlier. Never let up. No. Never let up. Zero wrestles. Zero wrestles. No like the first and half abouts. of the match, I could not write any notes because it was everything was happening so quickly. Up until the, the suicide dive uh DDT that DDT Gargano did. to the outside, yeah. Like I could Gargano not write any did. notes because it was so it's fast. It's like finally they're down. They have to sell that fantastic spot. You can turn and start writing some notes. Yeah, but up before that, it was just great, great, great. A lot of it was so strike heavy. Of and course, so, you expect that from Alistair Black, but Johnny was coming in. He's got his Punisher inspired gear. He was trying. He was like, you know, giving high fives to kids along the ramp. At the same time, he had this kind of, kind of like a sneer with a smirk on his face. He was like arrogant and also kind of a prick. He was prickish because he was so. He he thinks he's so good. Yeah. But by thinking so highly of how heroic he is, he's so delusional yeah. that he's a jerk. Yeah. He is a jerk. I love I love the idea that he's still going to high-five fans, um, but he's a dick. Mm-hmm. I, I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like when he's like, oh, I'm just not going to like you, so yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah, you. Yeah. No, nah, man, there's a little kid, high-five, yeah, here you go, but now I'm a dick. Um, no, I love all that stuff. And I thought it was so interesting because the the match that followed it was like 10 minutes of character stuff before they really got into the meat of the yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. This had plenty of character stuff from the get. Yes. From the, I mean, I think this because there was such a more involved backstory between them. And it was more, it felt far more personal. And with, yeah, exactly. And with Velveteen Dream, you almost need to let him do his play you know, he had the Hollywood Hogan stuff going on. You almost need to let him get in all his beats because they are so much fun. Yes. And Tommaso Ciampa is very fun as this over-the-top villain guy. But with Alistair Black and Gargano, like, they were ready to go from the get, but their characters were so well-established, and that story was so oh, well-established. we got to mention Toothfest. Oh, my God, that's right. Alistair Black showed up. Number one, he had pewter gear on. Yeah, trunks like, and yeah. kick pads and stuff, and then he had, like, a... F- Fang covered vest, like you said it exactly guar right. Concert. Something at a guar concert, yeah. And he looked great, teeth coming jutting out, three many teeth all over the place. And once he sprung off that platform that raises him, metaphorically speaking, from the dead, yeah, he was ready to kick some ass. Oh man, he looked great. Yeah, he was ready to go. You know, at first, 
You know, when Alistair Black debuted, he never talked. I thought that was great because there was so much mystique about him. Man, he does, like, super angry well. He does. Especially during this match. I know. I know. Yeah. But, you know. Give it to me, John. I know. He calls him John. He calls him John. It's like a father berating his, their, his son. Come on, John. It's great. Uh. So, anyways, I don't have any notes for the first half of the match because it was too fast. So, uh, Gargano hits the suicide dive, you'd think, and then he does a tornado DDT once he makes contact with Alistair Black, tosses Beautiful. him back in the ring. Slingshot DDT goes for the pin. Alistair kicks out of two. Um, there's this one great spot where Johnny hits a reverse Rana. Alistair just gets right up, running knee right to Johnny's face. Yeah. There's so many knees and kicks right to Johnny's face. Um, uh, Johnny puts Alistair and Gargano escape. Uh, Alistair reverses to a roll-up, kick out of two. And there's a spot where Alistair's kind of on his knees. And uh, uh, Johnny is getting ready for, you know, like his old DIY finisher. Yeah. He does this thing. Yeah. Super, super kick. And Alistair goes, hold on. Sits in the middle of the ring. Crosses his legs. Crosses his like, legs. Give me your best shot. Come on, John. Come on, John. Um, Johnny tries. Alistair ducks it. But anyways, Johnny still connects with the super kick or running knee. Alistair kicks out at two. Uh, this spot was great. Johnny uh, dumps Alistair to the outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, goes for a suicide dive. And Alistair just knees him square in the face. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Devastating. Um, back in the ring, uh, Johnny is asking for a black mask. He said, just give it to me. He says, just, please just give it to me. Please just give me a black mask. Give me a black mask. And uh, Alistair tries to oblige. However, Johnny ducks it, rolls him up. Uh, Alistair kicks out at two, but then Gargano transitions right into Gargano escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alistair gets out of it. Um, Alistair just rocks Johnny with a spinning knee followed with a, a black mass and right as Johnny starts to fall Alistair puts his chest yeah. out so Johnny's just resting his head on Alistair's yeah. chest yeah. and Alistair's He's out on his at, feet staring yeah. at him and says to him Johnny I absolve you of your sins mm-hmm. kind of pushes him back up another black mass gets the win <sighs> it's a beautiful beautifully told story it's a really beautiful match it really is six potatoes oh eight Eight, wow. 666 potatoes. How many teeth does this match get? Three many. <laughs> How many teeth do you think are on that vest? Three many. 18 many. 18 many. Just a fantastic match. And and I'm guessing this will... With Alistair forgiving, mm-hmm. more or less, Johnny for what he had done to him. Mm-hmm. Is this going to set Johnny on his path to redemption? Or is Johnny going to uh, sink, sink even further? further into the dark side? He might turn to... Because look at what happened tonight. Ciampa was Ciampa, and Ciampa won. Johnny tried to be... So maybe he's going to try... Johnny was trying to be Ciampa, literally down to doing the running knee after the super kick. Yeah. I mean, I could maybe see a heel DIY alliance Mm -hmm. where Johnny's trying to understand... Because Ciampa, especially on social media, has been all over it. Yeah. Saying, you know, maybe... Yeah, he's been the Emperor Palpatine in this whole situation. Yeah, maybe Gargano's going to come to him on his hands and knees and say, teach me your ways, you know. I I now understand why you've done what you've done. Now I want to know about that. And that could lead to another split. I don't know. I I legitimately don't know. I don't know. I could see Aleister Black getting that title back, but I don't know, man. Maybe not. I feel like the end game still has to be Johnny helping Aleister get that title back. Because that's that's like the most direct path to redemption for Gargano. If maybe, that's the story I mean, maybe, maybe this is going to be, maybe this will be the, I mean, God, how great this match was. 
maybe that's going to be the thing, but I don't know, man. I'm interested in reading spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, on they Thursday, yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, anyways, next, Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa. It's hard to follow the previous match, but these guys did a really good job of following mm-hmm. it up because they did a lot of just character work to begin with. Velveteen Dream comes out full Hollywood Hogan gear. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the everything. Yeah, that was great. And uh, the match started with tons of character work, a bunch of one-upsmanship, doing each other's kind of taunts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Cultaholic had a good rundown of all the all the wrestlers that uh, the tweet they put Dream out. was referencing. Yeah, Let's see if I can find it really quick. All right, um, pretty early on, Dream hits boot, starts calling for the leg drop, really plays it up to the crowd. He goes for it, but Chumper rolls out of the way. Um, and business really started picking up when uh, Velveteen Dream was down the corner. Chompa hits a brutal running knee with the knee with the knee brace. Anyways, continue. Uh, Hogan leg drop, savage rope leap hangman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Shawn Michaels diving forearm kip up, yep. uh, the Bret Hart ring post figure four, yep. and the Flair's regular figure four. Yeah. Yep. And that was like halfway through the match. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after Chompa hits that running knee, Takes Dream to the outside, puts him on the announce table. Another running knee. Um, and then. Uh, oh, and then, of course, he does the Rick Rude stuff also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how he, he kind of got the advantage for a bit after a, a really nasty looking Rude Awakening. That Rude Awakening, it looked like they were, on, they were not on the same page with that. Yeah, the time You know, sometimes it, like, it, it's like slower than other times. Like the Rude Awakening is a bit more deliberate. Yes. As opposed to like a regular neckbreaker. Yeah. Um, after that, Dream hits boot, three leg drops. Yeah. Um, I was, that's actually one thing I kind of thought his leg drop didn't look cause he's got such skinny legs and like there was hardly any contact of the actual oh, leg yeah. drop when Hogan used to do it. Like he would get a little bit of thigh in there a little bit, <laughs> a little it's, bit. it's such a stupid qualm cause it's such a stupid move. It is. It is. And after that, uh, Velotin dream started going after Chompa's knee, um, wrapped it around the ring post a couple times, figure four around the ring post, nod to Bret Hart. Um, and then Chump is tapping. Yeah. But it's an illegal move. Very briefly, he taps, yeah. It's a legal move. You can't win with an illegal move. And on top of that, the ref isn't even noticing that. Yeah, probably He's not. just telling Dream to stop it. Yeah. Uh, back in the ring, Dream applies a standard figure four. Chump reverses the pressure for a moment. Mm-hmm. Dream turns it back around. Mm-hmm. This is the spot where Dream suplexes Chompa and himself outside of the ring. That spot always makes me nervous. I hate that spot so much. And then Chompa starts immediately selling... Oh, um, knee starts taking off his boot to relieve the pressure from the knee. Is that a real thing? I don't think so. That's <laughs> kind of quick for fluid to build up. Nigel was going very yeah, hard yeah, on. Yeah, I know, I know. Release the pressure from the knee by removing the boot. I mean, if you're if you twisted your ankle, then yes. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah. sometimes if you twist your ankle, you don't want to. You want to keep it mm. supported like that so it doesn't swell yeah. up. Eh. Anyways, no, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that quickly. At least no. Because later on he says, oh, there must be fluid building up yeah. in the knee, and I don't think it happens that quickly. Uh, oh, then Hichampa uh, rolls up the Velveteen Dream, gets a handful of tights, and pretty much exposes his entire buttocks. Yeah, and the ref is like The right ref there. is as is, is, is close as I am to the Velveteen <laughs> Dream's rear end, and just after the two count, he notices that... He's like, there's a butthole in front of my face. There's a butt in front of his face. <laughs> He's like, hey, stop that. So he breaks that up. Uh, Champa eats a, uh, a Death Valley or Dream Valley driver. Champa kicks out of two. Um, Dream good does for like a second rope crossbody. He eats a jumping knee. He kicks out of two. He kicks out of Project Champa. 
Um, Ciampa goes out, brings the title in the ring. He eventually gets a DDT on it, but it kicks out. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make sure I get this all right here. Yes. Uh, Dream goes for a purple rainmaker. Ciampa gets the boot up. Uh, Dream just goes for a figure four, and then uh, Ciampa boots him outside the ring. Uh, draping DDT. Dream kicks out. Ciampa goes up. Of course, the padding. Yeah, exposing, exposing the cement. The cement ringside. He goes for a draping DDT again. Dream pushes him over the announce table, at which point they're selling. Morrow's so Morrow's right there. Champa, again, as Champa's close as I am right to there. you. Yeah, yeah, they're close. And he says, Champa, the son of a... Or he says, SOB. SOB. All the things he's done to everybody. And then Champa gets up, throws paper. Throws like a notepad at him. Yeah, at Morrow's face and says, watch your mouth. Yeah. But Dream takes advantage of the distraction, hits the Dream Valley driver on the map, throws him back in. Purple Rainmaker. Champa kicks out. Rolls on the apron. Dream goes for a purple rainmaker onto the apron. Champa gets out of the way. Uh, Dream hits hard on the mats below. Uh, Champa takes him into the the corrugated steel kind of partition in between that the keeps two the rings, rings together, so there's yeah. no gap there. Draping DDT on that rolls him back. Gets yeah. the win. Great yeah. match. Great stuff. Oh, just a fantastic match. Just a really really good match. And it, it's funny because it's so hard to follow up. The Alistair Black Gargano match, but they totally oh totally it off. did. Totally and you're did. right; it's all it's all help the uh, pacing stuff, you know. Yeah, it's like you let the crowd get back into it with the character work sort of slow at the beginning, and you get back into it. Yeah, absolutely fantastic match. Yeah, totally. It's scary to think how what Velveteen James is going to be like ten years from now when he's like in oh, his I early thirties. I know when he's in his prime. Yeah, I know all these great matches he's having right now. It's just fantastic competitors. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to war the games. Main war games. Sorry. So who was the first in the match? Adam Cole and Ricochet. Yeah. Sort Adam of, Cole, baby. Uh, mirroring the the ongoing feud over that North American mm-hmm. title. Um. So they start off. First five minutes, I think it is. Yeah. It's every five minutes. They do the thing. Well, the first they're... five minutes is the first two competitors and the three minutes thereafter. Okay, yeah. They had a full screen list of rules. It was just too, way too much. There's a lot of text. text. It's like, just do the match. We can figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll piece it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So they brawl for about sense. five minutes. Kyle O'Reilly comes in. More uh, more brawling. Of course, Undisputed Error has the upper hand because it's two on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Dunne. Is about to get out of the cage, and Hanson pushes him aside, pushes him back in the cage, and rushes out. Because that worked really well last week. I know. When they were fighting for the advantage. Yeah. Hanson. But the numbers are even. Um, Roderick Strong's next. He, uh, he comes to the ring immediately, starts, or pretty quickly, uh, starts destroying Ricochet with a, a bevy, a litany of backbreakers. Oh, man. He was ragdolling Ricochet. Yeah, it was like three in a row where he kind of gets him under the arm and does it, and does one where he. It was devastating. That was great. Um, and then Olympic slam for Hansen from Roderick Strong. Um, time for not undisputed era team to get another entrant to the match. Mm-hmm. Ray Rowe pushes aside Pete Dunn, runs into the ring. I don't um, like all this Pete Dunn getting pushed aside. So especially well, given he's, how he's that dude look. was basically like MVP of the match. Yeah, but he's got like a legit foot injury, man. He's limping around pretty bad. Okay, that uh, spot with Ray Rowe, he does the. Power bomb, power slam combo, and O'Reilly and Strong. That was great. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was great. Bobby Fish enters, and uh, first thing he does is he takes the padlock off his cage, goes over, and uh, locks Peter Dune in his cage. And he takes the key, teases him, and throws it. it to the audience. Yeah. Here's the thing, Steve. Okay. 
There's like five referees hanging out in the, the ramp. whole army of refs. Why did it take them three minutes to try to bother fighting some bolt cutters somewhere? Here's the as thing. As soon as Bob Fish locks that padlock, throws key to the audience, there should be someone uh, going backstage looking for that bolt cutter right away. It wouldn't have bothered me so much had when it was time for Peter Dune to come in, Drake, the referee, unlocks the original padlock. And then tries it with the other one and says, it doesn't work. Of course you, it doesn't of work. Of course it doesn't if work. If it worked, then there's no point to having padlocks. <laughs> exactly. It's a master lock, not a master key. If I know you have something cool in your shed and it's got a padlock on it, I can't just figure out what type of padlock it is. Go down to Walmart, get the same one, and use that key on your padlock. It doesn't work that way. They're different. They're locks. For a reason to keep your stuff safe. That's why you use a lock. So that aspect of it, waiting three minutes to try the key, like if they had been sitting there trying to figure out like how to get the padlock off for that time. Exactly. Then that would have made sense. And then I don't I mean, I don't know how to effectively tell that particular story, to be honest with well, you, because is, I think I think as simple as so Bobby Fish does that, throws the key in the audience. He mm-hmm. runs to that ring. He gets chairs out from in the ring with Undisputed Era logos on him. Hands about the member of Undisputed Era. They start beating on everybody while that's going on. While people are selling, you just do a quick shot of them. The rest try to figure something out yeah back to the ring looking around looking like seeing if they can yeah. do a bolt over here back to the ring over there over here back out to the ramp someone runs out with bolt cutters they're they have the cutters on the chain back to the ring for a little bit and then back clip yeah done yeah so the time comes up you know runs off the clock drake can use the key that actually works the lock that's on that cage yeah and peter Dune get in the match yeah that make any sense no, it doesn't. It really doesn't make any sense. So uh, back in the ring, though, Roderick Strong, he does like a Uranagi on Ray Rowe through a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Dunn finally gets out of his cage. He goes on the ring, grabs a bunch of kendo sticks, a few garbage cans, some tables. Um, and it's just mayhem. Again, Pete Dunn, he's the guy who becomes the MVP by introducing all sorts of great weapons, weapons. and whatnot, using creativity. Yes. Not Hanson. Um, uh, do have to make note though that Kyle O'Reilly managed to not hit himself in the head with the chair this true, match. True, true. He did the spot. He hits ropes. Chair rebounds. He gets out of the way. Very smart. However, he turns around, eats a boot on the chair from Hanson. He just needs to ease up on the chairs next year. There is a spot where uh, Kyle O'Reilly was kind of fumbling around with the chain. Eventually kind of got Pete Dunn in an ankle lock with chain somewhat involved. Um, and then you have all of Undisputed Error forming a shield yeah. in front of them, like <laughs> egging on uh, War Machine and Ricochet to get in the ring, yeah. and they were swinging chairs at them. There are a couple different. There were a couple different allusions to like that movie Three Hundred. Yes, <laughs> during War Games. Yeah, I noticed. And eventually, Ricochet just like hurls himself over the ropes. We also forgot everybody. to mention that uh, what uh, Team War Machine guys. Uh, the non-war machine oh, guys yeah, yeah, had face paint. Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne did not look like he wanted that that paint on. No. Ricochet maybe. They both seem self-conscious about it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, war machine had some fantastic uh, home, oh, helmets. Yeah. Homemade helmets. Yeah. Uh, finely yeah. crafted helmets. Yes. In their garage. So eventually, though, uh, Ricochet launches himself over both ropes, sets the ropes uh, into 
Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Pete Dunn gets out of the hold. Uh, Bobby Fish spears Ray Rowe through a... T- oh, there's that one spot where it looked like Bobby Fish may hurt his knee again. Oh, yeah. Where he kind of got his legs taken up from under him. Yeah, man. I'm around on his injured knee. War Games probably isn't the best idea to have your first match back. After no, it isn't. I mean, there was still a good tear. 30 minutes left in the I match, know. and he seemed okay, but yeah. you never know. Yeah, like, exactly. these guys are tough. Exactly. Uh, after that, Hanson uh, splashed through Kyle. He did... So he gets him on the, on the top rope, kind of walks out on the top rope a little bit, and then jumps from that ring into the opposite ring. Yeah, that was crazy. Putting Kyle through a table. Yeah. Uh, goes for the pin. Roderick Strong breaks up with a garbage can. And then uh, Adam Cole decides it's time to go climb to the top of the cage. As does Ricochet. Yep, shortly thereafter. And they're up there punching each other and and, and brawling a little bit. And Pete Dunne gets involved and Roderick Strong gets involved. Well, they start to, they start to try to push Ricochet off, off, the, the cage. off the cage because if he gets out of the cage, then they lose. Yes. Is that what they said? Yes, yeah. yes. If you, try to fl- if you flee the cage, your team loses. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so eventually you got like everybody involved, save for Ricochet in the match involved in essentially just superplexing Adam Cole off the top of the cage. Yeah. And the last little bit of it was Hanson with Who Kyle has, O'Reilly on his back. That was Bobby Fish on oh, his back. Yeah. Bobby Fish on his back. And he's trying to choke uh, him out. He's trying to choke him out, but Hanson's just no selling it. He just like walks over there and then he's the last bit, like you said, the big giant tower powerbomb thing. Yeah. And they all come down. Adam Cole gets powerbombed off the freaking top of the cage. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. It's great. And Ricochet's up there realizes, oh, I could do something cool here. He uh, he he does it in like an inverted, like 630, like a double backwards moonsault <sighs> onto everybody. Yeah. It was insane. Um, and there's this point where in one ring you have Undisputed Era, in the other ring you have the other team. Very stagey. All, yeah, very much. They all yeah. stand up. Start talking trash. The cameraman is in the middle. They have a cameraman inside the ring, and he's in the middle, and it's staring on. He's on one side of it, and he's staring down. The, you have all the ropes sort of horizontally. It's mm-hmm. all symmetrical and shit, and you have the teams on one side, team on the other side. They're all jawing back and forth at each other. Slowly approaching each other, Yeah, and they all kind of come right face-to-face, basically, where the partition is. They all duck under the ropes, start brawling. Mm-hmm. It was a good scene. No, it was awesome. It was fan. I like it. You know, you can do stagey stuff like that every once in a while. They don't yeah, do yeah, it very yeah. often. That mm-hmm. makes it more effective. Exactly. Um, shortly thereafter, War Raiders hit Fallout, and then uh, immediately uh, Ray Rose pulled off the pin and uh, eats like the high low combo that uh, not redragging down, but uh, O'Reilly and Roderick Strong do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole reversed a bitter end into a DDT hits. OG last shot. Yeah. Last shot. Then 2.0. V2.0. But Pete Dunn kicks out. Yeah. That was crazy. I know. Boy, that's strong. And then Pete Dunn hits bitter end. Um, Ricochet flies in from out of nowhere with a 450. And both of them pin Adam Cole for, for the, the win. win. And the show ends. A little sign of respect between Pete Dunn and Ricochet. They both are on top of the cage celebrating, holding their titles. Yeah. Wowie wow. Holy moly. I mean, this is just a, 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 a fraction of the mayhem. It's, that it's, happened yeah. within the war games. Cage. You, got, you gotta watch it. Like it's not. You can't just it's like sit forty here something minutes. Can't just sit here and listen to and listen to me list off stuff fools. that I wrote down. Yeah, exactly. No, you have to behold it for yourself. But uh, let's see. So we're this is the last takeover of the year. Correct. Next one's in Phoenix. I'm trying Rumble to look, weekend. I'm trying to look back though. Was this the best takeover of the year? Three killer matches in a row. Takeovers. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. New Orleans one was really good. Every time they're great. New Orleans was uh, the first uh, Champa Gargano. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And then that, 
have to look at the card. That's when I think that's when Alistair Black won the title, and then oh, there's yeah. Philadelphia, which was Gargano Almas, man, and the North American ladder match. They just oh man, that's right. Philadelphia might get the nod for me. Maybe that ladder match was something else. Yeah, but holy crap, this War Games match was, was good. something else. It was, it was fun. Really something else. So yeah, fantastic match. Yeah, another uh, great show. And yeah, once again, thanks everybody Alto, for hanging out. Alto us. says, guys, TakeOver Live is better than watching on TV, worth every penny. We've been to one TakeOver. It was a blast. No, yeah. we've been to two TakeOvers. We went to one, Brooklyn. Yes. When uh, 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 Nakamura won the title. Yeah. And then we saw Nakamura's last match in NXT. Let's see if we can. Uh, and then, in of Orlando. course, there was a friendo meetup there as well. Yes. That didn't work. That didn't let me do sometimes it. Sometimes it works and sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I don't know what the deal is here. I'm going to do this, though. Before we leave and go home, because we got Survivor Series tomorrow. I know. So we got to do that. We got to reload for that. Yes. I'm a little um, under but the yeah, weather, too. So I, really I believe reload. it was Sandra who sort of put this together. Yes. Um, and let me see if I can find this now. Uh, nine, two, nine, four. There it is. Here we go. So there's, there's the crew for the meetup today, yep. man. Look at that. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So yeah, there they are. And Mr. Sinister right here, he was in the front row yeah, sporting the going man. in raw shirt. Great. And Sandra's pink head was bobbing yeah. up and down yeah. during that whole show. So that was really cool. Thanks everybody for yes. that. Thank you so uh, much. We have a super chat. Oh, that was, or, that yeah, was Eddie. Alto, yeah. And then, or Eddie, yeah. We need Eddie. We need to hear the full story about this Undertaker meetup. So yeah, the Eddie went through it. He did the meetup with the Undertaker. With the like a dog shirt on. Like a dog. And he said on Facebook, he said Undertaker said he noticed it, and he's gonna. There's a whole story of this. I can't wait to hear. So it. once he's uh, provided that story on Facebook, I will I will recount it verbatim. Yes, yes. Uh, with, with his permission, we'll of course. A dramatic reading. I'll have a dramatic reading of the encounter. I really want all the details. Oh, same. From that. I can't wait. So, anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.